the person that you see here, like many of you, on the other side, is not what he is. It's a completely different person. From my childhood days, thanks to a lot of friends and a few teachers, I have been doctrine to read a lot of uh, self-help books right from my young age. As a native, as many of you would understand, self-help books tends to put in a belief in you and uh, makes you to start aiming something bigger and larger in your life. Normally, at that point of time which you are not, the gap between what you are and what you would want to become, or the society, or for that matter your family and friends would want to become, is not necessarily the same. Something which each one of you would have gone through in your life and might be going through at this moment also. The role that you wear, the cap that you wear, and the role that the society and the people around you would want you to play are always different. In almost all the cases I have come across, in the last 34 35 years, I should have crossed hundreds of thousands of people in several classroom sessions, in leadership sessions, in happiness programs like what we have now. Invariably when we have a conversation on the side, either before or after such a talk, the typical question which always comes up is, I am not able to meet the expectations of the people who are around me. The same thing that I have gone through in my life, I can always, like the subject resonance, I can resonate. I can sort of empathize with them as to what they are going through. When I went through my 10th standard exams, I was rather part of the first batch in Tamil Nadu which was exposed to the concept of plus two. Till then it was PUC followed by graduation straight away. You finished the 11th standard, did your PU and then went to graduation. We were the first crossover batch we back in 1978 when I was able to complete my 10th and I had to step into plus two. Syllabus was completely new. Goalpost had completely shifted to what it was for ages and ages. From the time maybe Dr. Abdul Kalam went through this institute between 1957 to 16, or in 1949 when the institute itself was inserted, the educational system sort of took a paradigm shift. When the sample syllabus was shown to us, it was a shock because the subjects which I took in plus two was Max physics chemistry and promise as a background subject. And when I got the books first, I found that 
the syllabus was almost borrowed from the final year B.Sc. mathematics. My teacher was exposed to the whole school and he was just a few years away from retirement. I don't know how many of you like mathematics in this room. I used to, I used to till 10th standard. When I moved into 12, calculus became a nightmare. For the simple reason my teacher did not know calculus. He hadn't studied and all he did was take the book and he had some notes made from some of his friends. He used to come to the class and write it on the board. He'll just get on and walk away because students might ask questions. So even now, the board runs through my head, but I still don't know what those equations are. Like many of you, I was also good enough in mugging up and getting through. Only to find that the expectation that my father and my mother and my brothers and my family had of me were completely different from what I thought I should do in my life. Right from my childhood days, maybe because my father was a first generation businessman, I had always been somehow inspired that I should also become a businessman. I should do something, I should start on my own. So the expectation that I had set for myself itself was quite huge, quite different. And I had absolutely no clue how to do it. At least now, in many of the colleges we go and talk, we find that there are cells for building entrepreneurs. You have placement cells. You have cells where people give you a campus to operate inputs. There are several initiatives which happen. During our days, they did you conceptually exist. Which means you are like a person in a forest with the eyes completely dead. so-called corporate secretary. 
people. By the time I walked in many of the interviews, due to several reasons, which I don't want to talk about here, but I wasn't able to get into engineering college. It was my dreams that my father had for And then I moved in and started doing In the process, what is happening, which many of us may be able to recall it from your own personal lives, is that Consistently, what I was doing and what I was expected to do were always two different things. If you look at the topic, an expected talk or rather a topic that I chose on myself is inner turbulence. Each topic can relate to that, not only from the educational or professional friend, also on the social, emotional, psychological friends. Turbulence simply put means there is an unwanted moment or a violent moment which disturbs your path of journey from where you begin to where you want to go. The most common term that all of us are familiar is air turbulence. Anyone who has ever gone in flight will know that that is something that has caused the maximum accidents, air accidents and the maximum deaths have happened because of the air turbulence and the pilot's inability to go. In fact, last week there was an article, I don't know how many of you that in one of the science and technology edition of the magazine, where thanks to the wind sharing that scientists are able to develop in the last five to ten years, the Accidents, the mid-air as well as the landing accidents due to turbulence has come down to almost 90%. Unfortunately, we don't yet have one, at least not many of us as well as our personal lives are concerned. The turbulence that was created during the school days, the gap as a call, which created a stir, which typically keeps you almost on an agitated you are not stable, you are effectively stable. Imagine a car you are going through and your entire highway is full of uh, speed breakers and you are going at a speed, say 80 to 90 kilometers or what will happen to the vehicle. It bounces and obviously your body acts as a breaker partly and you start feeling the turbulence inside also. The same thing is what happened to me in my life and continued to happen for a long time. The continuous expectations between what the people around me wanted and what I wanted for myself never matched. Which meant at an emotional level, I continuously manufactured multiple roles for myself. Many of you would have seen the movie Ani and would know the challenge that the hero had multiple personality disorder. In fact, it wouldn't be an exaggeration if I say that each one of us has a challenge in some way. If you are a professor or student or a person working in this university or anywhere else, what is expected of you and what you will end up giving always are different ends to satisfy the society and the people around you or your bosses or your teacher or your colleagues or your peers. You land up many times putting up an act. To make it very easy, turbulence you can say is caused by what is called as a conflict. 
very simply put, a conflict or an internal conflict is when your mind and heart are at logarithms or in two different directions. One is the south pole, the other is the north pole. Ideally, if they meet at the point of equilibrium, maybe there will be balance. Not to happen. All the time, your mind keeps saying because that's what the society or the family wants. And your heart keeps saying that I need to become something else. It took me almost 9 to 10 years post my graduation before I could get out of my corporate world and do something on my own by the age of about 29. I thought I had made, I had done what I had always dreamed of to start my own business. Only to again realize that the expectations of running a business again started dormating. What was being expected of a businessman was continuously different from what I was envisioning. I am sure that many of you will be able to resonate with many of my thoughts because any talk when it happens, the reference point for the audience is always from your personal point of view, which is your life. I am sure from your childhood till now, there have been thousands of situations when what is expected of you and what we are able to do were never actually almost the same, they are always different. Which meant there is a section of the society or the family to whom you are in some way responsible for, to whom you have to justify why you didn't do what you had to do. I went back to my self-help books and started reading all over again. And to this day I should have read at least about four or five of the self-help books in the last 30 odd years. All these books gave a lot of inputs in terms of how to pacify your mind, how to regulate your mind, how to take control so that you are at peace. Whenever I did that, invariably there is a short term peace that sort of existed. A short term peace, maybe for a day, for a week, for a month. Invariably to go back and create that conflict again between what I wanted to be done. The basic nature of the mind is restlessness. And when I was fighting my mind with my own instruments which I borrowed from others, at some point of time the tools were getting blunted by the opponent whom I was attacking with, my, my own mind was getting stronger and stronger. This is the time I got exposed to one of my friends who was working as my colleague, my junior in one of the companies, just stretched out. He was already doing some kind of meditation as he was talking about. And he kept giving me a lot of inputs. Anything I do in my life will take a lot of time to decide. That's a basic nature. But just to be sure that, because once you decide to jump off the cliff, 
Nandi, there is no way you get them back. Either you fall or you parachute yourself to safety. After almost three to four months of interaction with this illegal man, I said, okay, let me start. When I started getting into the system, initial one or two years was just one of I just wanted to do it because I had started it and I didn't like to do it. Then at some point of time, I got exposed to my guru at a physical level. There were a lot of interactions that I happened to have. And one of the key points he gave me at the time turned to be the turning point, which since then at least to a great extent has been extremely useful in not only maintaining an external calm, which is what you might see in any individual, but also create an internal calm, wherein the turbulence is taken care of. He taught me a beautiful secret. It's actually it's not a secret. It is all there in the ancient scripts. He only told me that the reference point you have taken to solve the problem of the mind is the wrong reference point. I am only paraphrasing, I am not quoting the exact words that happened because this happened over a period of time. A lot of interactions, a lot of transactions, a lot of inputs from it. At some point of time, he very clearly said, Prakash, do you believe if I tell you something? He said, if I tell today, People will lock me off. Scientists will say that we have lost our senses. But I will say something in private, though I can stand by it. He said, when humans initially evolved, where your head was is where the heart was. And where your heart was, where the head was. Not physical head, the actual brain and the heart. And hence, it was the heart which was the seat of the human being which enabled the humans to take decisions and the mind was an instrument to just execute what the heart chose. Even till date I don't understand how the sleep happened where this moved up and that moved down. But by the time we are what we are now, the one thing I have understood way through my life is that Many of the things that I thought were near impossible. Because we approach anything that is given to us from a very limited perspective of our current knowledge. Which is uh, pretty scant, to put it very bluntly. As Saint Avaya had said, what we know is less than handful. What we don't know is the size of the universe. Likewise, any solution that is given to us, the normal tendency is for us to look at the solution from the perspective of our current level of evolution. If you ask Galileo today, he was crucified for saying something which was considered a sacrilege. He said the earth was wrong and it was considered a religious treachery and it was literally taken to the gallows as they say. 
The same was true for any of the great saints of the past who were able to tell the truth only to be hugged down or beaten down by the people because they spoke something which was beyond the time, which was something slightly ahead. In a way, actually, even science is about that, right? When Einstein created and shared the theory of relativity, it was said that during his lifetime, hardly four to five people understood what it meant. Even now, there is still a big gap between what is the theory of relativity and what we understand. He only said that just take the word that is what it is and go. Don't ask for proofs. There are times. It's better that you experience rather than use your intellect because experience is a greater teacher. What in short he told me is, instead of thinking using a pit, start approaching a life based on your heart. Unfortunately, for 99.99% of the world population, even now, the reference point for doing anything is your head. I am sure that the audience here will agree with that. We use a very, when you make the wrong decision, they tell you you didn't use your head properly, you didn't think properly. Nobody ever says that you made a wrong decision, you didn't feel properly. How many times have you ever heard that you I made a decision because I didn't feel properly? They only say you didn't think properly, you made a wrong decision, or you made a right decision, whatever it is. So he told me very clearly, shift the reference point. It takes a lot of time. For some people they can track it every day, for some people they may take hundreds of years to track it, doesn't matter if you start. That's when I understood the real purpose of the meditation, though I have been practicing meditation for a long time. Shifting the reference point. And he said for that to happen, the mind has to quieten. And when the mind quietens, you will be in a position to feel the heart, listen to the heart and hence whatever happens to you is guided from inside, not guided from outside because the inputs that are given to you invariably are given to you by people who also give it from here, which means psychologists surprisingly have found out that 9 out of 10 inputs given to you are by people who are good intention, well intentioned, but they are given to you from the point of reference of the person who has failed to do something and he wants to see you doing that so that he feels successful. In a way it's good because he you know maybe he is making somebody else do. I don't know how many of you understand the paradox of I didn't do it, that means I want my son to do it. I didn't do it so I could want a student to do it. I couldn't do it so I want a society to do it. Hence, it was always a mind-to-mind head-to-head transfer which was creating the turbulence. He says at the level of the heart, if you silence the mind, if you go deeper into your heart, which badly people do, anything and everything that you want in life, you will get the right answer at the right time. And this is exactly what is meant for you. And when the heart feeds the input, 
He says a connection gets established where the mind starts in some sense believing that it was a decision taken by the mind and hence the mind believes he took it and then starts working. This is also the success of great teachers. They say that a great teacher is one who does not teach, he just inspires. He puts in an idea and then the student comes back and says, uh, teacher or sir or professor or whatever, I found this. Actually, it was you who have put that inspiring idea in his head. Because he felt that it was the idea, he had all his mind to work. And it became something easier for him to accept and to And over a period of time, thanks to the ability that I was able to develop by repetitive, consistent practice, I waited till my mind quieted down, specifically when I had to take decisions or specifically when the expectations were being put on me which were not what I wanted to do. And then slowly the mind subsided and in that silent space that I was able to get in, into my heart, I was able to find an answer. Surprisingly, I also found that each one of us is bestowed with this ability to tune in. Except that in this Haribari, we can't. Two weeks ago, I was reading a WhatsApp message, a beautiful story had been forwarded. There was a native dead Indian from the Americas who had been brought to New York City and he was just walking around and suddenly he just stood near somewhere a building and he told the local person who had brought him there saying that I am able to hear the noise of a cricket insect. He said it's impossible, how can you hear with so much of traffic and all this noise going around. How is it possible? Because you are wanting to hear and can feel because this is my native song I have heard, listened and grown up with. Any time of the day, anywhere in the world, even if it is the lowest decibel, I can pick it up because it sends out a vibration. It is just not the noise that I pick up, it is the vibration. And this is what your heart is capable of, producing the vibrations which can transcend space and time. If I have to tell you today, if there is something faster than light, some of you might be able to conceive that idea. Some of you would say it's not possible. This is the power of what the heart can do. It can be at the other end of the universe simultaneously through its vibrating forces. And all you have to do is learn opportunity. And this is precisely what the Heart Business Institute is offering across. How to sit in your own place of comfort? your mind, look at your heart, tune in, allow the heart to take over and then allow the heart to guide you through the rest of your life. For me, turbulences to be almost non-existent. Let us say that even if it is existent temporarily, one thing that the heart-based meditation has taught me 
is even if a turbulence is there like a well trained pilot you still have a lot of the character in you to go through the turbulence and do a safe landing if i have to tell you that you never face problems in your life i'll be telling you that you will face problems you will face challenges you will face the expectations of people around you all the time yet in the corner of your heart you have developed that strength that character with which in a few seconds you just shake it off and you're able to put yourself back and ground yourself as they say center yourself and in no time you are able to adjust to the turbulence and go as they say that uh, when winds turn just turn your sails accordingly and then keep moving on we have learned that too and uh, this is the secret which is available free to all of you all of us which have been personally experiencing for close to now 20 years Day and day what we intend to do before I close the talk, I think you must know 30 minutes, 28 minutes roughly now, is to request you to go through a inner journey in the next 45 minutes of the minutes. Our volunteers here will carry through the process. The process goes something like this. Initially, you will be asked to sit and meditate in whatever way you wish to for about five minutes. They will go with you and take you through the process. At the end of five minutes, we will just request you to tune in and find out what these five minutes really had for you. What did it teach you? What did it give you? What were you able to introspect? Could you still your mind? Could you go in further? All these, just think of a few minutes. You don't need to share this. Because this is a inner journey. This is a journey that you're taking inside yourself. You be your own mirror. Not a judge. Just be a mirror. After that, we'll put you through the process of relaxation. Because that is one way in which we can help you to temporarily at least quieten your mind. It's like going to sleep, you still have to put your mosquito nets and all that, so the mosquitoes are away, but still the breeze, cool breeze comes through. It goes for grown in villages more importance. So it allows you to relax yourself, and as you relax through the process, you'll also share what we do as our process of meditation, which are volunteer meditation. For about 25-30 minutes, just sit, go through the process that they will explain. And should you find it interesting enough, we have Professor Vasantar, who is part of MIT, who will help you to continue. He can either come to your respective departments, except for usually convenient time. We are setting up in such a way that tomorrow and day after, in similar times, we are going to assemble. For those who might have missed today, they can join tomorrow in case you want to go and get them. Or 
you can come for the second and third exploration because typically this exploration that we are going to do the inner journey is in three parts for certain reasons. The way you have processes behind the automobile engineering, we have certain processes behind the hardware exploitation. After the third day, if you still wish to continue, our volunteers here were part of MIT. We already have meditation happening in your campus, I was told every Saturday. We'll be able to take you further on that. With this short introduction to the Hartwell's meditation using the topic that I have taken up called inner turbulence. I will call upon our volunteers. I would go ahead and take a seat here because I will also be conducting the guided meditation that we will be doing later. I would like to take this opportunity for being able to speak at such an august campus, august institution, which has produced the best of the minds in India, including the former president of India and great standards. We wish to see that the many scales greater heights by being able to create a balanced existence both inside and outside where you are able to balance your mind and the heart use heart as the guiding factor in your mind and we from Heartfulness Meditation are there to support you This is a voluntary organization and we don't charge anything for what we do The short note, I would like to thank you for the opportunity to be given here and thank you, thank you very much